Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going. I think I said fantastic last time, so I'm you did. Say, it's going uh, amazing. It's amazing. It's going. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, don't be too excited. Okay, it's it's good. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about England's Perfect Hero by Suzanne Enoch in today's mini episode. But first, Mom, the classic. You're stuck on a desert island. What three things did you bring with you? And survival items are not allowed. Don't be boring. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> so three things. And no religious things. <laughs> Super lame. <laughs> um, okay, so three things did I bring with me? Mm-hmm. Um, no survival things. Keep in mind, you don't have electricity. I know how important <laughs> some of those things are to you. Well, I would bring electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I might allow it. <laughs> my Kindle and my Kindle charger. <laughs> Thanks. Actually, if I had those things, I'd be perfectly happy. It's true. Electricity, I can, or I could just like Gilligan's Island it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not going (laughs) to pedal. gonna happen you have to figure out how to build the the bike pedal to charge your kindle and then you have to pedal okay none of that's gonna happen so (laughs) So electricity electricity kindle charger kindle but i don't have any like wi-fi connection but i do have about a billion books (laughs) there would be enough books on there to like keep you entertained for at least you would read and reread for a long time you would better hope that like before the plane crashed on this desert island you you download wait wait don't go down yet Um, I didn't even think about this before I wrote the question. I think I, I might be something similar. I might, okay. You want your mother with you, number one. I'd bring my dog. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> look at how cute he is. He's okay. Um, you would rather have your dog than your mother. Do I, I want to know the answer to that? I guess, like, you are going to probably live longer than him, so that's, like, the only pro that you have in your favor. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm putting a lot of expectations on you. Um, and if I'm trying, if I'm going the, like, non-electricity route, I would probably bring, I have, like, this all-in-one Jane Austen combination, and I would probably bring that. You said no religious things. Isn't Jane Austen your religion? <laughs> That's, mm, probably sacrilegious, but also <laughs> fairly accurate. Um, and I guess I would bring you, Steve, my dog, Aww. and my That's Jane so Austen book. But only because you're bringing your Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get my three things, yeah. which is my Kindle electricity and my Kindle charger. Yeah, exactly. See, I'm thinking ahead. It's like... You know, asking the genie for three more wishes. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about England's Perfect Hero by Suzanne Enoch. This is the third book in her Lessons in Love series. It's preceded by The Rake and London's Perfect Scoundrel. Also, this book and series were requested by listener Angelica on Facebook. So we hope you enjoy the episode, Angelica. Um, So this is the description that I wrote for this book. 
It says, when Lucinda Barrett and her friends set out to teach London's most notorious rakes and scoundrels their lessons in love, they didn't mean to actually marry their pupils. But that is exactly what her friends did. Now Lucinda is being extra particular in selecting her student, someone in need of some reform, but still an excellent candidate for marriage. Someone unencumbered with complications. Robert Carraway is rife with complications, as he is considered by most of London to be a reclusive mute since his return from the horrors of war. But Robert has always been drawn to the sweet and calm serenity of Lucinda. Now as she begins to set her sights on someone else, he decides that maybe now is as good a time as any to come back to the land of the living. He only has to wonder if his return is too late. Do you think it's too late, Mom? Is it a romance novel? <laughs> so, Mom, <clears throat> what did you think of England's Perfect Hero? Well, I loved England's Perfect Hero. I actually loved the entire series. Mm-hmm. I, When I read the first book, my first thought was, boy, I hope his brother Robert gets a book. And then, lo and behold, the book that we're reading for the podcast, the podcast is... The book about his brother, Robert. It's almost like I know what I'm doing sometimes. It's almost like I've read a romance series before. (laughs) And you know where it's headed. Um, Yeah, so I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes when we talked about this book, but I read the series like a really long time ago, and I didn't remember much about it when Angelica requested it um, for our next reading list. Um, But I went on Goodreads, and I was taking a look... And I had given the book one four stars, book two four stars, and book three five stars. So I don't usually rate books on Goodreads for a variety of reasons, but when I do, it's usually a good rating. And if I give it five stars, that means I really, really liked it. So I was like, I don't remember much about this book, but I gave it five stars. That's pretty telling. I think we should read this one. So, I know that I put you through the ringer reading book three. Well, I had to fit it in with all our other books. Yeah, I know. Life's hard for... It is. For you. For me, when I all I do is sit around and read all day. Yeah, that's hard life. Um, so, we'll just dive right into it. Okay. What did you think of <clears throat> Lucinda as the heroine? I thought she was wonderful. I, I liked how she was like a calming influence in his life. I like how she... She's very sweet, but she's still pretty sassy. Right. And I think she was trying to be super practical, and she really wanted to, you know, not pick Robert because she wanted this other guy who was very calming, got along well with her father, had all these other attributes that she thought were super important. Yeah. And, uh, but as it turned out, in the end, he had all... Robert had all the attributes that she wanted anyway it's true she didn't even have to really teach him anything she just kind of had to like get him out of his shell to exhibit in his shell and i don't know that you would well we'll talk about that when we get to him let's yeah we'll keep talking about lucinda okay um but she was i liked how because even in the first books she they always described her as being someone who was very patient someone who was very calm when they were you know when someone when they just wanted to talk to someone about something, she was the one they would go to because she would always just sit and listen and not necessarily try to fix everything, but just be there as a sounding board for them. So even in the other books, as they were describing Lucinda, she was like the perfect person to work with Robert. Yeah. Us, us military families are mm-hmm. a uh, 
practical and rational lot, we I are. think. So, um, yeah, I really liked her. I thought she was really sweet. She still felt, you know, sometimes we've talked about, like, our historical heroines are sometimes a little too feisty and sassy to be, like, considered truly accurate to to the time to the time maybe um but she's so she still felt accurate but she was she was progressive and she you know she liked to help her dad with his writings and you know she always wanted to be included in conversations that were maybe considered not ladylike and things like that um but i like that she stood up you know she was kind of calm and demure but like she stood up when she when it was something important and um i wrote down this this exchange between her and her dad she had been at the ball with jeffrey mm-hmm. who was her intended intended you know and the one that she picked to be her suitor um and they were dancing together at the ball and he insulted both robert and you know, the women that he had been dancing with all night. And so she... was trying to dance with some of the Wallflowers and girls that don't necessarily dance very often. Robert was. Robert was. And Jeffrey kind of made a snide remark about some of the women that he was dancing with. And so she got after him. She was like, no, that I will not stand and, by. And, and she walked off the dance floor, which was unheard of in those days. Yeah. And so she's leaving, and she goes and gets her dad to leave, and... um. She says, I'm making a point. Are you ready to leave? Her dad says, anything to provide an exclamation to your point. Thank you. We aren't giving up on Jeffrey, are we? No, but we are encouraging him to be more considerate of those less perfect than himself. He doesn't look pleased. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was good. And I just, she's very much like that. You know, she's, um, I, I just liked how she, she was serene and sweet, but you know, took action. And yeah. and especially as the book kind of continues, um, you know, and Robert is being charged with accusations that he is not guilty of and she knows that he wouldn't do that, um, that she stands up and is like, no, I'm not going to... Yeah, we're not going to just let him take the fall for this because yeah. he's completely innocent. Um, and I also found it interesting that... Her a big part of her journey is finding out that there is more than just stability and calm. Yeah, to be found in life and an amicable relationship. Yeah, and that's a pretty big lesson for women of that time, especially. And I wrote down this line too because I liked it. Um, it said, "Life could be simple and amiable only as long as nothing about it felt particularly important." And I thought that was that was a good line. Good insight. Yeah. Good job. Anyway. Good um, for you, Luc- <laughs> Lucinda. Was that her yeah, name? Yeah, or Suzanne Anik, whoever, you know, she's the one who came up with it, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I liked her. And it's been a while since I read the first two, but I thought she was... And she's different than a lot. Like I said, like, we're kind of always used to the more feisty, sassy, especially in historicals, I feel like. Heroines, and she's got that, but she's a little There's bit... There's a sweetness to her. Yeah. So I liked her. Okay, so what did you think of Robert as our hero? Robert... I liked Robert from the beginning. He, um... 
He's kind of of that ilk where, and I always think of Lord Mackenzie whenever I think of this, but yeah. he's the kind where he doesn't say much. Like in the first books, he doesn't literally says nothing. <laughs> but then when he does say something, it's usually something pretty profound, profound or poignant or something. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I was like, I really want Robert to get a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't call him a grumpy hero so much as a broken hero. I mean, he was tortured, very broken, and literally and, tortured. Yeah, literally tortured. Yeah, and um, you know, had some PTSD going on, and and um, you know, to see him, first of all, desire to get back into the swing of things, and then you know, seeing that Lucinda is helping him in that way and that she's the one that can kind of help him want to live again, as he says. And, um, but watching him make that journey was really, it was, I thought it was really well, well written and it was a really fun story to read. Yeah. Likewise. I really liked seeing his progression cause you do like, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes, um, and his, you see it gradually. Like it's not even like there's these huge things. It's just that, um, yeah, like in the beginning, he is very closed off. Like he kind of is just watching her from afar, and then like he kind of just starts, you know, throwing comments her way, and then they start having more lengthy conversations, and then he starts kissing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they had sex. They did that. <laughs> well, and I liked the um, correlation between this and the story of Frankenstein yeah. where he saw himself as like this Frankenstein monster kind of character yeah. that they're trying to breathe life into again and um well and he like he literally you know he literally feels like he's been dead right and he's like I should be dead and you're bringing me back, back to, to life. life and yeah and I thought that was sweet and yeah, it kind of, I liked the correlation between Frankenstein, but it also kind of broke my heart that he was, like, always reading Frankenstein and, like, identified so much with with that story. It was sad. Um, I do love, this is not, this is a trope that we don't talk about enough, but it's one that I definitely love, which is that of, like, unrequited love, especially when the unrequited love is on the part of the hero. The hero. Yeah, because he, he had it for her, and he's had it for her for a while, and he just knew that if anyone was going to bring him out of this, it was going to be her. Yeah, especially when the hero is, like, a little more broody or standoffish or... And he didn't even really go into it in the beginning as... I want to go after her. I want to go after her and be married to her. I mean, that yeah. was not his intention at all, but he just knew that if he was going to you know, go back out into society and stuff that she would be the one who could help him do that. Well, and that she was, he always kind of sensed in her, like, he felt calmer and, like, comfortable around her. And so I think he saw her as, like, okay, this is a good in for me to get back into society and, you know, living again. Um, I just, and I really liked... I liked him in contrast to Jeffrey, um, who Jeffrey's kind of... He's a very cocky hero. Very cocky, and he's always flouting his war stories and talking about, you know, the spoils of war and things like that. And, 
you know, you have... He'd been shot, but only, like, grazed in the arm by a bullet. Yeah, and, and everybody, like, lauds him as this hero. This and great things. hero. And here, all that Robert had gone through, which was 20,000 times worse than what Jeffrey had gone through, mm-hmm. and Robert wouldn't even talk about it, and yeah. and didn't even want people to know what he'd gone through. Well, and I wrote down this line where he's talking to Lucinda and talking about Jeffrey, and he says... Heroes don't tell their own stories. Yeah. And I thought, I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, the real people have been through it and, you know, they don't tout it out loud like that. And, um, yeah, so I I thought he was good. Um, He's also very honest, which I always love in a romance character because it's refreshing. Well, and it's almost like to the point of... Too honest. Yeah, I love it. Um, I wrote down this line to exhibit that. Uh, She says, you didn't mean to kiss me. That's all right. He says, no, I didn't mean to upset you. I meant to kiss you. (laughs) Oh, why? If I told you that, I don't think we would be able to remain friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I I liked that. And so they had some exchanges like that that I thought were... Because even, you know, he's not the funniest or most charming romance hero that we've had but he has those moments where he's still lovable and and humorous um and has humorous moments well it's almost more endearing when he says something funny because he just hasn't had the humor and like she talks about like at the very end like he lets out like an actual laugh and she's like I'm going to spend the rest of my life getting those out of him. <laughs> and I thought that was cute. Yeah, was cute. <clears throat> um, okay, so would you consider Robert a beta? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I think he was going through a bit of a beta existence, but I think deep down he was an alpha. I th- yeah. Because of the way... He described himself at the beginning, you know, how he used to be. Mm-hmm. And then because of the way he acts at the end when he gets in trouble and then he's just like, okay, we got to, we got to fix this. Yeah. And he kind of just takes the bull by the horns and goes with it, even though it was a very difficult thing for him to do to be out in crowds and to be around a lot of people. And, you know, he, I think that he was an alpha that was going through a. Yeah. And I think he's, he, um, he kind of reminds me of like an old school knight like he's very honorable and like lives his life obviously by like a code and um even though he's going through a hard time like he's always pretty steadfast to yeah that code um but anyway I was just curious if you would consider him I don't yeah I get I get what you're saying and beta is always hard for me to, like, pin down. Like, alphas are very, like, you know an alpha when right. you read an alpha. But beta is always much more. Because he, I mean, he was willing to kind of stand back and let her go for Jeffrey, even though he knew that Jeffrey was horrible. Yeah. And, um, but I think he was also, like, I think that's also sort of alpha in that he, I think he kind of knew, like, I'm going to be able to talk her out of... <laughs> Of going with Jeffrey. I don't think he went into it thinking thinking that. I don't think he did either, but, like, as as they got closer and he started to care, I think he was always pretty, like, sure. By the time he started to care, he was pretty sure that he was going to be able to... Right. ...to get her away from him. 
Um, okay, so you read the rest of the series in anticipation of this. Right. Were you glad that you had read the rest of the series? I was glad that I read the it, In fact, as I said in our last episode, mm-hmm. it pretty heavily relied on stuff that had happened in the previous books. It does. And, like, <clears throat> I... Like I said, I've read the series, but it's been a long time, and I didn't... Rem- I tried to refresh you on some of those. Yeah. I, I didn't remember... I didn't... Rem- I honestly, like, because I started... When I started reading the third book, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is starting to... I'm remembering this. Um, but... And you did give me, like, a little refresher on the first two. And while I understood that... Like, I would have appreciated, especially, like, the side characters and things like that right. more if I remembered the first two books better. Um, you get the gist. Yeah. Well, I, and like I was telling you, the series itself is obviously connected to another series. Yes. Because Georgiana's cousin, Wycliffe. Or the Duke of Wycliffe. Yeah. yeah. That story is obviously from another series. Well, and I'm wondering if there's a series after this one that has some of the other, other brothers. brothers. Other characters. I do like brothers. all his brothers. But, yeah. like, Bradshaw and Andrew didn't get a book. And then Edward's, like, a little boy, so. That's true. Um, there was, so while I didn't remember the other two books very well, they did have some funny exchanges between the other side characters. They did. Um, I... Wrote this one down. Uh, this is when Dare and Georgiana are spying on Robert and Lucinda. <laughs> and um, and she says, we have to act like we don't know that anything's going on between them. And he says, for now, I don't know anything about it, but I reserve the right to be enlightened at a moment's notice. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. He was funny. And th- he was funny in his other book, too. Yeah. They were... All the stories were really sweet stories. They were really yeah. fun to read. And then I also wrote down this one because it made me chuckle. Um, Bradshaw is about to go away because he's gotten command of his own ship. And Dare and Georgiana are about to have a baby. And so Bradshaw says, I'll comfort myself with the knowledge that you'll name the infant after me. And Dare says, I don't think half what will pass muster with Georgie, but I'll let her know that's your suggestion. <laughs> Who would name their baby Halfwit? (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, And then where did this one fall for you in terms of your favorites in the series? Uh, It was my favorite. Yes. (laughs) I really, not that I didn't love the other two, because I really did. But like I said, through the other two, I kept thinking, I really want Robert to get his own book. And then he did. And then he did. So this was really my favorite of the three. But I did really enjoy the other two. Okay. Um, good. I'm glad. I don't remember the other two very well, but obviously I like that one the best because the <laughs> other two five stars. The other two had four, and this one had five. Um, okay. So, what did you think? This book kind of has like a mystery element to it, slightly. Slightly, because I figured um, it out pretty quickly. I was going to ask. So, uh, what did you think of the mystery element to this book? And well, I knew right away because they had mentioned. That Jeffrey's life would be better if he had war going. If there was a war going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that would help him to remain an officer and to advance in rank. And um, so as soon as those papers went missing, it's like, 
well, Jeffrey took him because he wants to start a war because he wants to be yeah. able to. Well, and the, the problem sometimes with, like, mysteries or cases in a romance novel is it's like. Plus, we have to get rid of Jeffrey. We ha- <laughs> Well, that. It's like we have to get rid of Jeffrey, so this seems like a pretty good way to do that. But also, it's like we only have so many side characters, and it's not going to be anybody from previous, like, it's not going right. to be any couple from a previous book. So. Well, and because not only did we have to get rid of Jeffrey, but we needed some way to endear Robert to her father. That's true. Because they were like mad at each other. I mean, they didn't like he was really mad at her dad. Yeah. And um, in fairness to her dad, who sometimes acts like a a bit of a you know yeah pompous he's, yeah he's a bit of a jerk sometimes in the book. Um, in fairness to her dad, Robert tells him what's going on and lays everything out, and his dad's like. Okay, I have to go make this right. Yeah, we have to go fix this. Yeah. So, kudos. He gets on board right away. Kudos, Papa. Right. But, like you said, because it's a romance novel, we needed all these things to happen. We needed to get rid of Jeffrey, so Mm -hmm. he had to be the bad guy. And then we needed, you know, a way for Robert and her dad to bond. And that's how it happened. Yeah, anytime there's, like, a murder or, you know, something like that on the loose in a romance novel, it's like, well, obviously it's going to be the other man. <laughs> that she is going for. Yes. Yeah, because... Plus, he kind of had that edge of snark... of not. I don't want to say snarkiness, because I like snarkiness. Um, he had an Pomposity. Ed, yeah, yeah he, he, was, was, he was too in love with himself. Yeah, and... And cocky and yeah. not always very not, nice. Not a cocky in a good way either. Yeah. we've had that discussion as yeah, well. Yeah, we have. Um, but yeah, I thought... I, I I do like when they add some sort... Like, some sort of mysterious element to uh, a romance. Especially, I think this seems to happen a lot more in historical romances. And um, I like that because it gives some extra plot, you know, because... I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but sometimes our romance plots are a little predictable. Um, Well, even when they have these, they're pretty predictable. But it does give you something else besides the romance or something for the romance to, you know, to enhance the romance. Center around. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So it was, it was fun. And it It gave, and it gave Robert something to kind of. I think besides Lucinda, get kind of... And it gave him a chance to be the white knight and save her in the end. Oh, Robert. And Georgiana, who's, like, big and pregnant. Yeah, that's like, true. Fix, fix this, because... Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about sex, baby. Um, so what would you think of the sex in this one? Well, first of all, they didn't do it too many times. They, they did it, like, twice. Like, once and a half. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I will say this about historicals. I love the kind of creative places they come up with for having sex because... (laughs) Did none of these women wear underwear in the olden days? Well... Because they're always just hiking up their skirts and... I think, though, that's accurate. I mean, they have, like, their... Because think about it. They still had to be able to go to the bathroom every once in a while. I'm well aware Under all those skirts. So I think that they made it pretty easy to opened up. Like yes. There's just a flap that opens. Yes, to like pull <laughs> apart some pantaloons and do your business. So Apparently when I... it made it so you could pretty much have sex anywhere. And do all kinds of business other than... <laughs> than going to the bathroom. <laughs> other than going to the potty. <laughs> um, yeah. So like they... Like the second time they like 
do it up against the back of her house or something. Against the barn or something. And Yeah, they did. And, um, yeah, it was just, like, right up in there. Like, yeah. There or, was no prelim or anything. There was just... Yeah, that's how it works, right? <laughs> Let's just do this thing. Um, no, I liked it, and I liked that it kind of showed a side of him kind of starting to feel... Alive again. Human again. I always like it when they're these tortured souls and then it turns out, you know, their bodies are scarred so they're afraid to let anybody see them. Yeah, but then sweet, and so. she's just it's always like, Oh, but I love your scarred body and it's like Made me think of Jamie with all the like uh, Jamie yeah. Fraser Outlander. Yeah. With all um that. yeah. And um what was the other book we read about his scars? Anyway. Well there's, there's a lot of there's them. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I get it. But um there, but, you know, then, then the girls are always like, oh, I love your scars, and I'm sorry that you got hurt. Yeah, let me kiss them. Let me fix that. Um, yeah, and I, I liked the moment when they were um, when they were having sex for the first time, and he kept like, I'm sorry, it might hurt, and, you know, I don't want it to hurt. And she's like, shh, you talk too much. <laughs> just, just do that. <laughs> and it's funny, because he doesn't talk very much, yes. and that's funny. Um, but, yeah, it was... Fairly tame. It was good mom-friendly book. Um, by the way, I've been warned that our next one is not super mom-friendly. Um, so that should be interesting. Okay, what was your swooniest moment? Don't look at my notes and copy mine. Do you think I can read that far? That's true. <laughs> um, my swooniest moment. I've been thinking about it. I don't know that this is my swooniest moment, but it was one of my favorite moments. And it's when... Uh, Robert and Lucinda, when he's at the horse auction and uh-huh. he's dressed up like a like a <laughs> yeah. you know, ruffian, yeah, and um, she wants to see, you know, she wants to let him know that Jeffrey's taken off and he needs to go, mm-hmm. and so they're in this alleyway by themselves and they are kissing. She keeps mm-hmm. kissing him, mm-hmm. and then um, Evie, Evie, and Saint come around the corner, and Evie's like. How long has this been going on? <laughs> well, I love, she's like, she keeps checking him out in his, like, ruffian clothes. And she's like, you look interesting. And, and Evie's like, uh, excuse me, we don't have time for this. <laughs> but I just, I just love that, like, no one knew what was going on between those two. And, yeah. And um, I don't know that it was swoony, but I thought it was cute the way it played out. Okay. My swooniest moment. And I feel like it's the swooniest moment. And it's, um... When she has informed Robert that one of her lessons that she wants to teach Jeffrey is that a woman should never, like, when there's a surplus of gentlemen, a woman should never be standing on the side of the ballroom. And so he shows up and he's never danced, like, he hasn't danced in three, four years. Yeah, it's it's like since before the war. And first of all, he goes to Georgiana, he's like, I need you to make sure I don't look like an idiot when I dance. <laughs> and that was cute and swoony. But then, like, he shows up and he just dances with all these he girls. He doesn't even dance with Lucinda. No. And um, he, yeah, dances with all the girls and all the guys start like, well, he hasn't danced with anybody in years. There must be something. Why is he dancing with her? And then they all go and all start asking out, asking the girls yeah, and all these wallflowers, the wallflowers have full dance cards for the rest of the night. And I just thought that was sweet. Oh, that was sweet. And, you know, and I think that's also when she started to, to yeah. spoon pretty hardcore. Well, and then the fact that the next day when she went 
to see him and he could barely walk because it hurt his knees yeah. so bad because he'd been dancing all night. Uh, this ha- And this one happened before that scene, but I also liked when he shows up at the first dance just to talk to her and she's like, do you want... I have a dance open. Do you want that dance? And he's like, no, go use it for that guy that they're all blackballing. Yeah. And not... And they're trying to, like, ostracize him. And she's like, oh, I was planning on it. He's like, yeah, go do that. And so I I just like those moments that show, like, that he's a good guy. Yeah. And he's super, like, in tune to stuff that's going on. Like, he's very observant. He's very observant. And so he knows things. It's almost, like, eerie the way he knows things that... Yeah, because he's just quietly been watching for, like, the past... Three years. Yeah. Um, So, anyway... That is where I land on the book. I thought it, I, I really liked it. I it's, thought it was great. You know, again, I say this, I feel like I say this all the time. Nothing groundbreaking. But I feel like this one, this one's super solid. Like, yeah. in terms. And I didn't, but I haven't read anything like this in a long time. It's so true. It was really fun to read something with a different spin on it. And yeah. Um, so some of you weighed in on this book as well. Angelica, who recommended the book, she said, I love this series and this author. I'm very anxious slash excited. Um, Jessica weighed in. She said, I'm terrible. I read the whole series in advance to be ready for just this moment, but I think I read it too early and I'm struggling to remember now as I have read too many since. Girl, we feel you on that all the time. Uh, she says, I remember liking it. That's about all I got. Look forward to your discussion. I'm sure it will jog my memory. Um, Maisie Reads on Instagram said, I've read this and gave it five stars. Girl, same. Uh, Nara said, I read it last week and really liked it. Tormented Hero, heart emoji. Yeah. Um, Jason, singular male listener Jason, said, I liked it. I think I like the Tormented Hero. Um, and Christy B on Instagram said, ah, one of my favorite books. This is like a, a favorite for some people. And I think it's well-deserved, especially like as far as historicals go. Yeah. Um, and Megan said, love this series. I like this book, but I really love the first and second book. Uh, does anyone have any other Suzanne Enoch recommendations? I've had mixed feelings about some of her other books, especially her most recent, which aside from a, go- a few good moments came off as rather meh for me. So some people have been weighing in on that for Megan on Facebook, but if you are listening and you also have some recommendations for her, um, you know. Join our Facebook group. Yeah, join our Facebook group, A or B. At least get us the message and we'll pass it along to Megan. Um, so mom, any other thoughts on this book? No, it was great. Who recommended it? Uh, Angelica. On, Angelica, thanks. I loved yeah, it. Brazilian listener besides Nara, oh, Angelica. Look at us being international. <laughs> basically U.S. <laughs> and Australia and Brazil. Brazil. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I really liked this one. Like, I had read it before, but I, I it was a good reread. And it was, um, it was sweet. Yes. And Mom cried. I did cry. Um, I think it was when all the brothers were, something to do with all the brothers getting together and, I don't know, every, I think it was when he decided to let everybody help him and then everybody was just like, yeah, we're here, what do you want us to do? Because we were, she was here staying at my apartment and she was crying, you were crying pretty good and I couldn't figure, and then when I was reading it later, I was like, when was mom crying? This isn't, I don't know. I cried. It, it doesn't take much. Um, <laughs> so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on 
England's Perfect Hero by Suzanne Enoch. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Goodreads group, our Facebook group, which is not your mom's Facebook group, uh, <laughs> our Twitter, which is not your mom's rom, or you can email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. On May 13th, we will be reading The Worst Best Man by Lucy Score. And as I said, I've been warned that this one's a little steamy, What huh? a great name for a romance author. Lucy, Lucy Score. Score. Lucy Score. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, uh, we're excited to read that one. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Thanks time. We did record this one a little earlier so that, because Mom and I were going to be in the same place. Because we're in the same place right now, but we won't be later. Yes. So... So we, we went early it's so we could do it together. It's been real recording two episodes in a row with you, Mom. Yeah, it should be. You're yeah. welcome. Okay, uh, so we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.